Well, so it looks like Kimba Walker, this is Fred Katz on Twitter. I just saw Kimba Walker out of the Knicks rotation, quote, as of right now, Tom Thibodeau, or Tom Thibodeau, as I like to call him, says, uh, he says he will tighten the rotation moving forward. Uh, quote, it would be tough to play three small guards together, Thibodeau says. Uh, says he has great respect for Walker and all he's accomplished. And it's, uh, yeah, that's sad, man. <laughs> I haven't watched a ton of Knicks games. The ones that I have seen, he didn't do much. And he wasn't really on the, even on the court all that often. You know, at the beginning of the season, October, and, you know, a month ago, you saw him pretty regularly, regularly, uh, and not so much these last few weeks. I, I've not really seen him on the court at all which is sad, but it's also understandable because, like, uh, it's just, you know, that's the way it's going to go for Kimba, I think, unfortunately. I love the guy. He, I think he he might be one of the most likable guys in the league. I'm not really sure. I, I'm, you know, there's there's a few others in, uh, uh, that, are, that are just, I think, universally liked, but not, not many. Everybody, everybody's pretty polarizing because, you know, that's, that's how it is, right, being a pro athlete. Uh, but I, I don't know of any, I don't know of anyone who has any harsh words for Kimba. And yeah, I was just thinking about that, just how much, how much fun it was to watch him in Charlotte. And that was such a crap ass team. And it was like, oh man, Kimba Walker, God, I can only, if they didn't have him, how, how fucking truly dreadful would they have been? I mean, they went, uh, the 2014, yeah, it was the last year, I think it was the last year that they were the Bobcats, and they didn't go very far, but they went up against Miami and, the, you know, made it to the playoffs, like, holy shit, Charlotte, the Bobcats are in the playoffs, and a year ago, or two years prior to that, they were, what they have, like, 13 wins, 19 wins, or something, some horrible thing, I mean, they, you, that was back when you could get a season, t- you know, season tickets for the Bobcats, and if you bought one year of season tickets, you got the second year for free, <laughs> which is and, – and you could pay a very small – I mean, I remember looking at those when I lived in Charlotte, looking at them with my dad and very seriously considering, like, hey, we got some season tickets. So the old Bobcat – well, the Hornets by the time we were seriously considering that. And then I moved away and that all came crashing down. Uh, but, yeah, the, they they were – they were very affordable because it was not a very good team. But it was still a great atmosphere no matter what. Like you go and you watch the first game I went to when the, the horrible, horrible Bobcats went up against the Orlando Magic. And they had they had Josh McRoberts and yeah, Kimba and Bismack and MKG and Yeah, this was the, the this was uh what's the guy's name? Big Al Jefferson. He was he was out still. He came. I think that was a 2014. That 2013 2014 season was really, really fun. And we went to a ton of games because it was still like you could see that they were obviously a vastly improved team over the previous year and certainly two years before. And uh, you were seeing them getting better, just getting better and getting the right people that they needed in the right spots. Having a good big man, good center, having Kemba doing his thing, having you know all this stuff, and. Uh, yeah, so it was still still really affordable to go there, but it was just always a great atmosphere, great fun. And you just, you know, it was kind of heartbreaking because you're watching Kimba just bust his ass. 
And not to say the other guys weren't. They were. But they were, you know, they, they were fine. You know, Gerald Henderson was fine. He was very good. And MKG, these guys were good. They were fine. Uh, but, you know, they had a limit. And it's watching Kemba was like, man, if this guy could just find himself on a team that wasn't the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> this guy's going to get some championships. And then the first opportunity for that was, you know, coming to Boston last year. Was it just the one season? No. It was two seasons. Or was it? Yeah. No, it was, I think, 2019, the 1920 and 2021 seasons, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, and you thought, hey, here's a real chance for this guy. Coming to Boston, playing for the Celtics, they could really – they could really have a, a good chance. They went. They did. They came pretty goddamn close, but not close enough. And uh, and then he goes to the Knicks. It's like, okay, well, the Knicks have been getting pretty good these last two seasons or so. And uh, yeah, hometown. This is a big deal. The home, you know, it was. And then yeah, and then it's kind of like, oh man, all all of that and the marketing and everything for Kimba coming home playing. For his home team, his hometown, his hometown being New York City, the small town boy from from the Bronx, uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's uh, oh Matt, Max Scherzer Mets three year one hundred thirty million dollar contract. Wow, that's a lot of money. I, I'm pretty sure I'm no mathematician, but I, that's that seems like a good chunk of change. All right, so Scherzer heads to the Mets. Anyway, uh, that's what happens, you know, people. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> no, who cares about that? Um, so Kimbo leaves Boston, goes goes to New York, and has like a month, basically, on the on the court. And now he's now he's been benched, and it's really sad. I mean, yeah, it, he wasn't. He didn't seem to be contributing all that much. And it was disappointing because I'd watch him. I'd be looking for Kimba and like, hey, there's Kimba in the Knicks uniform. And he's, uh, you know, kind of not doing a whole heck of a lot. It seems, you know, you get older. You get some injuries. He had an injury. And he's not, this isn't 10 years ago. So that's also pretty pretty simple math. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's tough. And they've got other... It seems like they've got other guys who are a similar size and stature who are who are better right now. So, yeah, sucks. But I think it's a it's a shitty thing. But it's like, yeah, I, I hate this. I hate to pull out this this saying, this cliche. But business is business, right? You have to. It's it's not about feel good. So you know, the ultimate feel good story is winning games. It's a feel good story to have Kimba back in New York where he grew up playing for in the garden and all that. It's such a nice story. Um, but the story doesn't really, you know, the story kind of comes to an abrupt halt if Kimba is out on the court not not doing uh, his best work and showing that maybe, yeah, maybe his best work is behind him in Charlotte and in Boston, unfortunately. And that had that couldn't have been easy for Thibodeau to be like, oh fuck. I mean, you know, New York loves their loves their hometown guys. This is gonna be this might get some backlash, even though you know he's not doing that great out there. 
Uh, and so far, it doesn't. It seems to be the sentiment is the same. And again, I think it shows how much uh, people love Kimba. Is nobody's really nobody's arguing like what a horrible bullshit move. People are like, yeah, uh, you kind of have to do it. We love Kimba. Wish he was, you know, having a better year. But yeah, we gotta, you know, gotta gotta do what you gotta do. Um, so that sucks. Obviously, he's he's on the bed. You know, he's not cut from the team or anything like that. He's, he'll, I would imagine, he'll be coming off the bench when when needed and as needed to contribute. But yeah, just you know, he's not uh, he's not in the not in the lineup. He's not in the not in the rotation, uh, which is sad. I hope that I hope that doesn't mean that that's a that's a forever thing. No matter whether it's the Knicks or any other team, because I would be very sad if uh, if Kimba's best days really are behind him. Um, but just watching, I mean, watching him play in Charlotte was like because we would go see the Hornets or the Bobcats play against the shitty teams because that was the really you know if Kobe and the Lakers were coming to town it doesn't matter if it's against the shitty Bobcats people are going to pay hundreds of dollars just to be in the cheap seats just to see Kobe Bryant just to see LeBron if Miami Heat at the time LeBron and D Wade and those guys were coming that's that's a huge you know you're not going to get tickets for that at, at, at the price that I was, I'm telling you, I'm paying five, six, seven dollars for a seat just to sit up in the nosebleeds with my kids and eat popcorn and watch watch some NBA basketball, which is great. Uh, to be to be able to pay about the same as a ticket price to see a high school football game, you're going to see NBA professional basketball players, and, uh, and it was just just a blast. All we went. So frequently, just uh, all the time, so nice, and yeah, and seeing Kimba, it was like, yeah, it was sometimes. And I'm not saying that Kimba is Kobe or he's MJ or he's LeBron or he's these guys, but I'm not saying that he is. Uh, you know, he's great. He's not in the. He's not in that rarefied air. Is what I'm saying. Not not necessarily comparing by position, just by you know star player. Uh, but seeing him, you know, the teams that we were watching were the Cleveland Caval- Cavaliers, when you know the post LeBron James Cavaliers, the post uh, take my talents to South Beach, and and before he came back to win a championship there. So the Cavaliers that nobody wants to see, that's who we're seeing playing against the Hornets or the Bobcats. 76 most of the games it was either Orlando Magic, Philadelphia 76ers, Cleveland Cavaliers, and I think one time we saw the Houston Rockets, which was cool cuz it was like, whoa, we're actually seeing a good team play tonight and we got decent decent tickets. Got to see uh, yeah, James Harden and all those guys. Oh, and we saw we saw the we saw the Pacers quite a bit. And they were decent, but who, who wants to see the Pacers? So we, we saw them. There was a Thanksgiving Eve actually that we went to. We went and saw the Pacers, Hornets. Just the the oldest child and myself having a little fun night on the town, Thanksgiving Eve, and uh, it was just yeah, just a fun, just such a fun atmosphere, such a fun atmosphere. That all the time, but on Thanksgiving Eve in particular, just like there were these kids who always sat like way way up in the nosebleeds, and they were always dancing, and they were. They would always go crazy for Bismack Biombo, 
And it was just, it was fun. Just a fun, like, great family event to go to a Bobcats slash Hornets game. Uh, despite one of the managers I worked for or worked with at the time said that he stopped going because the Bobcats games, uh, they became a lot more urban, as he said, directly said to me. He stopped going to Bobcats games because they became too urban. And I said, okay, I got it. You're a huge racist. I go to them all the time, and they are wonderful and delightful. And yes, there are a lot of black people and white people and all people, kids, men, women, children, black, white, Asian. <laughs> I'm sorry that it's no longer the good old boys and no, you know, whitey and just all the white kids going to see your basketball team. Uh, like, what a fucking dickhead thing to say. Sorry, I'm getting off. I just, I've forgotten about that. And now I remember that this guy who was a total asshole, just a prick, Everybody he just hated. He he was one of these guys that I thought I was the only one who was doing this imitation because he would be in a meeting and someone would say something. He would go, well, well. And then uh, another manager one time was talking to him about some meeting that they were just coming out of. And she did an imitation of him. And she goes, well. So it's always, it's always a nice, refreshing thing when you hate somebody and you – Kind of don't know how everybody else feels about him because maybe you're new or maybe you don't talk about it. It's kind of, you know, just not a, a subject that's broached. And then you find out, oh, everybody hates him. He, They all hate him. Of course they do because he's a dickhead. And so it was just the most on-brand. This was a guy who one day I went into the office and he was he was there. It was a, it was a – there were a couple different offices I worked out of and he was in this office and he had never, he was never there. There's no reason for him to be there. And we knew that my coworker, one of my colleagues, was about to get laid off. And that was the only reason that this dude was there. And sure enough, that's why he was there. And, and uh, you know, he got called into the conference room and then a few minutes later came back, got his shit from his cubicle, you know, got his uh, packed, uh, you know, we, he was able to pack up his belongings and stuff that he needed and left everything else and then got the hell out of there. And then later, this guy who had to do the do the dirty deed was like, oh. I was like, man, that sucks. And he's like, yeah. He's like, ah, oh. he's like, I feel so bad. And I'm like, oh wow, he's a he's maybe he's a human. He's like, I've I just feel so bad. He's like, I I've never had to do that before. I just I just feel bad. I've never. That's my first time. Having, I'm like, you're like sixty. You've never had to shit can somebody. I'm like, well, a that means that nobody. Nobody trusts you to do anything that requires any sort of level of responsibility. Nobody's ever asked you to put the big boy pants on because you're a child. And sure enough, here you are. You just you just ended somebody's career, and luckily it was only a temporary end. Uh, he got to enjoy a little bit of severance and then come back, and he's been he's been in the same spot ever since. Moved to a, a city that he's happier. Everything worked out great. Everything's great. So it's a good happy ending. But at the time, it was very shitty. Seeing this dude uh, that I really enjoyed hanging out with, you know, show up for work, and then a few minutes, a couple hours later, he's out of there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was really crappy. And then, but then to hear the guy who had to do the do the honors, so to speak, uh, just really feeling bad for himself because he had to do it. Like, dude, you just fucking you get to come back here tomorrow, and you're gonna get paid, and you, everything's good. You don't have to look for a new job. This guy's. 
you know, you just, his whole world just came crashing down. Fucking, oh, I'm so, so, was it hard for you? Oh, anyway, and so anyway, this is the same guy who said, I, I stopped going to, uh, I stopped going to the, uh, once they became the Bobcats, it became too urban for me. Like, that's, like, you know, even, even in 2013 or 14 when he was saying this to me, I'm like, that's just code for racist. That's just code for, I'm a racist. <laughs> it's, yeah. He just said, I'm, I stopped going because it's just too urban. Oh, you stopped going because there was a, uh, an, an uncomfortable number of black people sitting in the seats next to you. That is so fucking sad. Because <sighs> my kid and I go to them all the time. And you know who sits next to us? Really nice people. Some of them are black, some of them are white, some of them are old, young, males, females. It just is a fun time. And you fucking robbed yourself of that time because it was too urban. Fuck off. I'm glad you're not. I, I, that was made me happy, though, because I'm like, okay, good. That means I don't run the risk of bumping into this sack of shit anytime I go to these basketball games and I can enjoy myself. The people that I would see at the basketball games were friends that I w- knew and wanted to see. And, uh, yeah. And again, Albert Fry, who always, I will always be thankful for him gifting his two, he had season pat, he had season tickets, great seats, and he gifted them to, uh, to, uh, to myself and my, my, geez, at the time, three year old? Holy crap, wait a minute. Yeah. My oldest child was three. That was it. Just a three-year-old kid, but we went to the Bobcats game. We had the best time, and we were jumping up and down. And oh, my poor kiddo spilled a bunch of popcorn. And this sweet old lady next to us, she goes, "Oh, don't worry about it," because you know, I was like, "Oh no, you spilled the popcorn." And the kiddo was like, "Oh no," and I'm like, "Don't, it's okay." And I was like, "It's okay." And then this nice old lady was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. It happens all the time." It was just great. It just always had a good. Never had any. Anything that even remotely resembled an incident or any problem, it was just, it was just great. If that's, what it's, if that's what urban is, if that's what too urban is, I'm, then that's the only kind of game I want to go to is the games that are too urban. I'm doing air quotes. Because uh, one place I don't want to go is a, <laughs> a football game because, and that was with this guy who was always a foot, you know, I go, to the, I go to the Panthers games. I've, I've had season tickets to the Panthers since the first season. Well, I'm like, yeah, that's not surprising. You and the rest of the rednecks. You and the rest of the good old boys. I'm sure that's a fucking blast. I'll stick to my uh I'll stick to my bobcats, my hornets. Anyway, it was just always great to see Kimba because he was like it was it was like he there was everybody else going at a certain pace and a certain speed, and then there was Kimba, like a flash of light just like <laughs> Sometimes he would just find, and his size being not a big guy, being able to find these holes to weave through uh, to the basket that that was you know hard hard to see, and just like whoa, how did he? He just just went right, just uh, weaved himself right through and and scored a basket. Yeah, uh, so it was it was bittersweet when he left Charlotte to go to Boston. Sweet because like okay great now I don't have to have NBA league pass to see Kimba Walker play 
I can just watch him on the local channel that shows the Celtics games. That's cool and sweet because, hey, he has no chance of winning any kind of championship in Charlotte, but he actually had a chance in Boston, so that's cool. But then the bitter because I'm still I'm still a Hornets fan and I still root for them and I still want them to win. And, uh, you know, not having him on the team uh, certainly lessens that chance, that possibility. But I, I also wanted to see – but I was happy to see him go to the Knicks and it's not a team that I traditionally root for, the New York Knicks. Uh, but I do find, you know, I'm not just some one-dimensional kind of guy. Like, I'll only root for the one team. No, I root for, just like, hey, I was happy that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, won yesterday. I'm happy that, they, that they're going to, you know, they won the Super Bowl last year. And they have a very real chance of doing it again. Because it's like, okay, I'll root for Tom Brady. It's annoying, but I'll root for him. But I still root for the Patriots. Just I still root for the Hornets. But then when Kemba came to the Celtics, I'm like I'm watching way more Celtics games and rooting for the Celtics. Now he's not on the Celtics, and I don't really find myself watching a ton of. I mean, I will put their games on, but not. You know, I don't care if they win or lose. Uh, and then the Knicks. I'm. I, I'm. Yeah, admittedly, I'm watching the Knicks this year, kind of in the same way that I watched the Celtics in the last two years which is definitely just to say watching them more. Uh, but now but now Kemba's benched, so you know, I I'll, I'll still watch. I just I just like watching basketball. It's just fun to watch. Um give me any, you know, what was I watching? Was it last night? I was watching it was just the when it was, was a Saturday night, it was the Lakers and the Sacramento Kings having what do they have like two or three overtimes, four overtimes? I don't remember what it was. But it was just like, all right. <laughs> Not very often I'm going to watch a Sacramento Kings game, but hey, what the hell? There was all the other sports were over, and so this was this was the only thing left. It was it was fun. So, anyway, somebody somebody asked on Twitter at Fred Katz, or no, that's who reported this. At it's Lou F R F R said, "Is Kimba done, or is it the fit that's bad? Haven't watched many Knicks games this year." Uh, and then Michael Aaron responded, Kemba isn't done, but he clearly has lost a step. Yeah, no question. Struggling beating guys off the dribble, he can shoot. He can still shoot and adds a lot of value there, but it's not enough to make up for his lack of defense. He'd be a great bench point guard, but not for the Knicks because Rose and IQ are better. It, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, who are you surrounded by? Are they better than you or are they worse than you? If they're not better, then it's, uh, you know. Wouldn't that be something... If Kimba, I mean, it's kind of depressing if Kimba ends up back in Charlotte. It's not quite this, you know, Cam Newton going back to the Panthers. It's like, eh, you know, the guy, I think the guy has to know. <laughs> There's, it's, it's just for him, it's like, okay, let's make some money and have fun. For Kimba, it's probably like, and, and also Cam Newton being a Southern guy was probably, thrilled to go back to the Panthers and be back in the South and near Atlanta and, and his home and all that stuff. Kemba's a New York guy. I don't know how exciting it would be for Kemba to go back to the horrendous Charlotte Hornets um, versus, I mean, they're not horrendous, but after, you know, Celtics and Knicks, uh, I feel like especially coming back to the Knicks, that would be heartbreaking, but um, and then knowing, I mean, if you go back to Charlotte, like you're not going to win a championship. But anyway, uh, and then somebody, Mr. 
Imenez responds, wow, SMH, shaking my head. I always looked at him as just needed to get out of Charlotte and watch out. I was waiting for a huge playoff burst from him in Boston and now in New York. This is very weird. Boy, that sums it up, man. That's exactly, I think everybody who was a fan of this guy who watched his games when nobody was watching Kemba Walker games, um, when I was there watching a lot of them live in person and just thinking like, God, this guy is just so much better than everybody else. If they didn't have Kimball Walker just hitting some of these clutch shots, man. Um, and he missed plenty too, but he, he made a lot, a lot more than he missed. And I just thought, God damn, if he's like, if he could find himself on a reasonably good team, that's like always kind of flirting with the playoffs and in the playoffs and just that extra little, eh, that little something that they need. And that little something could be Kimba Walker. And I think that's what we all hoped for in Boston. Didn't happen. Hoped maybe, you know, coming off of injuries and stuff like that, getting some rest and then being maybe recharged back in back in New York. Uh, that, that might do the trick. But, you know, you, you, can, you can only do what you can only do. If, you know, Mother Nature and Father Time have a perfect record. <laughs> that's, that's the only of the few guarantees in life. Death, taxes... And, you know, part of death, I guess, is the the, the sort of all-encompassing uh, mother nature, father, t- they, they have a perfect record. Nobody, nobody has beaten them. Maybe it'll happen somewhere along the way that somebody will invent, uh, somebody will find that, uh, that fountain of youth. Maybe there's a Ponce de Leon somewhere out there who will invent some, something. Uh, but for right now, yeah. Father Time, Mother Nature, undefeated, and yeah, we are none of us getting any younger. And so Kimba, yeah, unfortunately, just just ain't ain't happening for him out there in New York. But uh, yeah, and then somebody, this Michael Aaron, responds and says, "NYC loves their hometown guys. So if Nick fans are ready to move on, you know there's an issue. Everybody loves Kimba. Everybody wants him to succeed, but he's just getting older. Needs to be in better, be in a better fit for him." It's so true, though, and this it's so – to hear people's responses, you know, usually a lot of responses are just kind of like shit responses. Like, yeah, he's a fucking bum. Get him out of there. Uh, get, a, you know, enough. That's that's like the the typical response is just like, yeah, he's fucking, he's fucking done. He needs to go. It would just be very harsh, you know. It would be very harsh. And I think this shows how much Kimba is liked and respected as a person and as a player – that people every nobody wants this to happen nobody's that's the difference is like you know there's sometimes some asshole uh you know it finally comes to an end for them and people are happy like ha ha this big mouthed asshole he's finally getting you know <laughs> it's nature, mother nature's catching up to him good riddance but everybody loves and respects kimba and they all want the same thing they want to see him do well because he does deserve it. Just and it's not just because he's a nice guy. Being a nice guy is not the criteria for. Oh well, he's a nice guy. He should win championships. It just happens to be like, hey, it'd be cool if a nice guy won, and he's been good enough in the past. And unfortunately, that was the past. This is the present, and he's not uh, not good enough to be in the the rotation at the moment. But hopefully that'll change. And then, yeah, somebody said it was weird for me watching him this year. I'm used to him being one of the shiftiest guards I've ever seen. Father Time is undefeated, I guess. Hope he can find a fit where he can provide good scoring off the bench. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but uh, 
that's what's up. I hope I hope better things are ahead for Kimba, whether it's New York or somewhere else. But uh, yep, he's on the bench, and I just wanted to talk about it for a few seconds. All right, later, Gators.